fire To face unafraid of the plans that were made Walking in the winter Well, church, I am so honored and happy to be with you. Advance, Merry Christmas. All right, thank you. Thank you, two of you. Thank you, thank you. Love that. Love that. We will work on our enthusiasm in 2022, all right? It's the end of 2021. It feels like just the other day that we hooked up, I was walking. Any Tyrese fans? I, I jump into 90s and 2000s R&B here and there. So those of you who grew up with me, it feels like just the other day that we just celebrated the starting of 2021 and doing online church and all of that, all of that stuff. But we're at the end of it already. And I'm starting to think about 2022. And during Christmas time, we mainly focus on the first coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus. But as you know, in the last few weeks, and especially last week, I started talking about the second coming of Jesus. And so today I want to share with you about the first and second coming. Because check this, in the Bible, it says over 500 verses that confirms about Jesus' return. And for every Bible mention, whenever it mentioned the first coming of Jesus, it mentioned the second coming eight times. So that is some em emphasis that, uh, that the Word of God is putting on because Jesus repeatedly spoke about His return. And He wanted us to be ready. Today I want to talk to you about the coming King. Let's pray. Jesus, we honor You. We're so grateful that we get to be here to celebrate as a family. But more than opening presents, we invite your presence. Come and touch our hearts. Come and speak to us. Lord, only you know what every single one needs today. The Holy Spirit, come and have your way. God, as I trust in you and as I speak, I pray that you would speak through me. Jesus, be glorified. God, even in this moment, I pray depression leaves in Jesus' name. Come on, church, agree with me. In Jesus' name, we take authority and we cast out suicidal thoughts right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say amen. 
In the name of Jesus, we come against low self-esteem right now. Amen. We rebuke the thought that we're orphans in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. We are loved. God, we receive your love. Come on, church. This is not altar call yet, but why don't we open up our hands and say, Lord, I receive your love this morning. I receive your love. I receive your unconditional love. I thank you for loving a sinner like me, God. Lord, I don't deserve anything. And forgive me for complaining sometimes and for being ungrateful sometimes. I thank you, God, for your love that is so unconditional and for your peace that surpasses all understanding. That although I don't get why I'm going through the pain I'm going through and even as a church family, we don't get everything why it's happening yet. We know that you are good, that you are forever with us, and that you love us forever. Have your way, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give a clap to Jesus. Okay, okay. Point number one, you are worth it. You know God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't give you a substitute. He didn't give you an animal. He didn't give you a replacement. He gave you his only begotten son you are worth something in the first coming of jesus god demonstrated that you're valuable because he breathed his living breath into you he loves you and he sees you as significant maybe you've been never been told by your family or never been accepted by a family but god sent you to the earth for this perfect time you were born, some of you in the 70s, some of you in the 60s, some of you earlier, late, whatever it is. This is the moment that God wanted you to be alive. And you're here. God's love is so strong. His power is so great to save you. Because you're important to Him. He stepped out of eternity. Took on human flesh. And was born the way you and I were through a mother. To show us how to live. To show us how to love. And he suffered and died in our place. So that we can be forgiven. So that we can be made right. So that our relationship with Abba Father can be restored. All because he thought you were worth it. Turn to your neighbor. If nobody's sitting beside you, turn to the person behind or the front and say, you are worth it. You are worth it. If they don't believe it, slap them across the head with love and say, you are worth it. Jesus came on a rescue mission to save you, to give you eternal life, not based on your works, based on his finished work on the cross. Because you are worth it. Do you know you're valuable? If you don't know, now you know, I'm telling you, you are valuable. Because his breath of life is in you. So 2,000 years ago, God put his first arrival, his first action plan, his first part of his plan into action. And he sent us Jesus, the Messiah, the King, the anointed one, the empowered one to deliver us and to establish his kingdom. And we see that his first coming was foretold by the prophet Isaiah over 700 years prior. Jesus came as a baby, but soon he will return as the triumphant king. Amen? 
He's going to have a big tattoo on his leg that's going to say, King of Kings. But that could only mean that Jesus approves tattoos. I'm just saying, that's what Jesus is going to call him. He's going to have a big, it's going to be written. I don't think it's going to be like washable markers. I think it's going to be a tattoo. Don't send me hate mail. But he's coming again as the triumphant king. Maybe you are inviting people to your Christmas party. I wonder, have you invited Jesus into your heart? Have you walked away from the king for the lover of your soul? Have you walked away from the savior who can only save your soul? Have you invited Christ into your heart? Because you are worth it. Your soul is worth it. That's why he came. That's what he shed his blood. Because his desire is that none should be hopeless. And when he was on the earth, he made many promises to his followers. Promises such as, indeed, he will return one day. And when he returns, it's like two sides of a coin. He will return in the clouds and we will be taken up in the blink of an eye. The church is the body of Christ. We will be taken up. His bride will be taken up. And the second part when he returns is that he will come in glory to defeat the enemy and he will reign on the earth. Amen. Point number two, you are never alone. You are never alone. Come on, turn to the, your second choice neighbor and say, you are never alone. I said something. I don't want to, but I did. You are never alone. See, God is not just looking at us. He's not just caring for us. He doesn't just have his hand on us. God's very presence has come to dwell with us. And that is why his promises, when he says that he will return, he will return. Because you are never alone. Isaiah 9.6 says from the TPT. Read along with me. Let's go. A child has been born for us. Come on. Come on, I love an interactive church. Come on, let's go. A child has been born. A son has been given to us. The responsibility of complete dominion will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be what? Wonderful, wonderful counselor. Wonderful one. The extraordinary strategist. Wow. Mighty God. The father of eternity. The prince of peace. So Jesus... Christ of Nazareth is also known as prophesied. He's also known as Emmanuel. God with us. That's what it means. Emmanuel, God with us. Do you realize that you need God with you every day? Every moment of your day, you need God. My question to you is, is Jesus your Emmanuel? Or do you have other temporary things to have with you to get through life? Today, you might be heartbroken this Christmas. You might be depressed. You might be sick. Maybe you spend the night in the hospital. Maybe there are overwhelming pressures that you're facing right now. But can you see? That's exactly why God sent Emmanuel for you. God with us. You never have to walk alone. You never have to face a situation alone. God has come to you. God has come to be with you. God wants to be your strength today and your hope for tomorrow. His love, His grace, His mercy, His saving power is available to you today, right now. And if you would trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and if you would stop trying to carry your own burdens yourself, 
you will find rest. You will find peace. Because He is the way maker. Amen. He is the true God. He is the light. He is the way. And He will bring you hope. And He will carry you through. He is Emmanuel. There is hope. Whatever you're going through, there is hope. Whatever pain you're facing, there is hope. Because this is the gospel. This is the good news. And this is the reason for the season. Emmanuel, Jesus, came into this fallen world so that he can be with you always. Jesus is the God who came to you. Jesus is the God who paid for your sin penalty. Jesus is the God who understands you. Jesus is the God who forgives you. Who is Emmanuel to you today? Is he your fire escape plan? Just in case something happens, I have a fire safety plan. So I can avoid hell. You see somebody that you just check out during Easter and Christmas. Who is Emmanuel to you? Do you see that Emmanuel is with you? See, Jesus came in the flesh. He's God. He's forever living. But he came in the flesh. He walked on this earth. He talked. People saw him. People heard him. But many people refused him. Many people shut their eyes to him. Many people rejected him. I want to ask you, are you running away from God this Christmas? Are you ignoring the Savior this Christmas? Are you trying to fill your life with stuff and accomplishments and trophies? Look what I've done. Look at my plaque. Look at my status. Look at my recognition. To fill the void in your heart. Because the only thing, the only one that can satisfy your soul is Jesus. Are you going through the storms of life alone? Are you going through pain and bereavement and loneliness and abandonment by yourself? Because whatever you're going through, Listen, Emmanuel is with you. He is God with you. And through the person of the Holy Spirit, He has come to dwell on us and in us. So wherever you are today, no matter what you've done, I want to tell you that you are loved. You are accepted. And if you would surrender your life to Jesus, you can ask for forgiveness. You will be forgiven. God is our everlasting Father. He's the omnipotent comforter who is with us wherever we go, whatever we do. So if you're sick in your body today, we will pray. If you're lonely, if you're going through the, through the valley of darkness and whatever pain you're going through, know that Emmanuel God is with you. That's God's promise to you today. You are never alone. Now when I talk about the second coming of Christ, in the Old Testament we see the New Testament is concealed. And in the New Testament, we see God revealed. The purpose of Jesus' first coming as a baby is to prepare us for His second coming as the King. Let's read Luke 21, 25 to 28. I've been on, on the scripture. I've been stuck on the scripture. And I shared with you the last few weeks as well. Luke 21, 25 to 28. TPT again. TPT is not a... It's not TTC, it's, it's the translation, the Passion Translation. I do like to ride the bus. Jesus said, verse 25, Expect to witness amazing and perplexing signs with the sun, the moon, and the stars. The raging of the sea will bring desperation and turmoil to many nations. Earthquakes will bring panic and disaster. 
What men see coming to the earth will cause the fear of doom to grip their heart. For they will even see the powers of the heavenly realm shaken. And at last, come on church, read with me. When you see how the Son of Man comes surrounded with the cloud, with great power and miracles, in the radiance of His splendor, and with great glory and praises, it will make you jump for joy. Yeah. For the time of your full transformation has arrived. Total transformation. Beach body. Total transformation of your body, soul, and spirit. When we see Jesus face to face in the flesh. You know what's really fun? Is to scare your kids. You know, when they're misbehaving, you just go and be like, Jesus might come back. You better behave. It's a lot of fun. Just scare them once in a while. You know, when they don't listen, just let me, Jesus might come right now. And if you're misbehaving, they're going to be in trouble. Maybe many of us grew up with the constant fear of Jesus' return. Like, what if he shows up in the middle of a heated argument and I'm winning? Or what if he shows up in the middle of Spider-Man movie and I don't get to see the ending? I miss out. But I think... The real question is for us to think about is if you knew Jesus is returning tomorrow, what should you change today? He said tomorrow. I'll give my life to him tomorrow. I'll change my ways tomorrow. I'll put that aside tomorrow. But if for sure you knew he's coming tomorrow, is what you're doing today significant? Does what you're doing today have eternal value? Because he is returning. And we are all longing for a perfect world. We want no pain and we want no tears and no suffering and no loss. But our problem is we want the peace without the prince. No God, no peace. No God, K-N-O-W God, no peace. So we want peace without the prince and we want the right thing but we go about it the wrong way. We need Christ to be our coming king. But we look for hope and significance and love in all the wrong places and with all the wrong people. God has provided for us, for all of our needs through His Son, Jesus. So I want to quickly touch on how do you receive Him as a Savior, as the coming King? Number one is we got to accept. So receive Him as Savior. Because we have all messed up. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. And we cannot make sense of life without God. And even with God, some of the things don't make sense. But we can have this assurance. We can have this peace. And if we would repent and follow the path that God has for us, we can have a fulfilling life. So receive Him as Savior. In other words, exchanging our sins for His righteousness. Write that down in your notebook. Exchanging our sins for His righteousness. Receive Him as Sanctifier. Next one. Receive Him as sanctifier. God is perfect. God is holy. There's nothing that we can do to make ourselves worthy or make ourselves acceptable. None of us. Even our good works is filthy rags. But Jesus' covering over us makes us presentable in front of a holy God. As we trust on the finished work of Jesus on the cross, we can stand righteous. And the Holy Spirit will help us daily. Receive Him as sanctifier. Write this down. Exchanging our imperfection for His perfection. Exchanging our imperfection for His perfection. Receive Him as healer. 
perceive Him as healer. Our minds, our, our body is all affected by sin. And God has provided for not just our physical, but also for our psychological needs. But we need to come to Him daily for health and strength. We, we, we run to the tablet, to the, to the painkillers, we run to that, instead of running to the great physician. How many of you go look for that headache pill before you start praying? How many of you? Oh, some of you take the headache pill and then pray. Let God heal me. But you already took the medicine. Rebuke that headache. Rebuke that pain before you run to medication. And, and, and I'm all for holistic approach. I'm not saying don't take medicine, okay? Because like if you go in the ICU and be like, Pastor said not to take medicine. No, I didn't say that. Just take a holistic approach. Go to the throne first. So, we should turn to Him for our bodily healing and also our mental healing. When we are hurting, we need to expect that He will come and heal us. Receive Him as His healer. Write this down. Exchanging our brokenness for His wholeness. Next one. Be ready. Matthew 24, 36 says, No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven. Not the Son, but only the Father. So if somebody is saying, oh, God is Jesus coming this day, that day, don't believe it. Nobody knows. Nobody's going to know. Nobody knows. How will they know? Nobody knows. So, thank you for appreciating my jokes. People like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But seriously, it could be next year. It could be when I'm a grandfather. It could be next month. It could be next week. It could be tonight. Jesus could come any moment, even today. Even before we leave infinity, we might enter in, into eternity. Are you ready? If Jesus was to appear with his angels right now, would you be taken up with him or would you be left behind? These are serious questions and I'm not here to make you scared or tell you to change religion. Like you don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. We're here as a family, as a community, and everybody's welcome. Amen? You are welcome. You don't even have to say amen. You're still welcome. But the Bible says that he is coming back. And we need to think about that. If this is all new to you and you're like here for the first time, by the way, welcome to all those who are joining us for the first time. It's a little bit of a heavy Christmas message, but hey, I don't know when our time is done. And so I need to tell you that Jesus is coming back and that your life has a purpose. And you should give Jesus a try if you haven't. We got to be ready. Next one is be watching. Verse 42. I'm almost wrapping up. Verse 42. This is why you must stay alert because no one knows the day or the hour. Our hearts need to be eager. We need to be expecting. Expecting and watching and waiting. Be faithful. Verse 45. A wise servant who is both faithful and dependable. We got to be faithful with the calling and the opportunities God has given us. Every single one of you has been gifted and God has given you prophecies and, and blessings and talents and, and He has more for you but He wants you to be faithful with the little that you've get, He's been given you. So that also means not giving up when life gets tough. You've got to be faithful. Lord, I don't have much but I have this. I have time or I have opportunities. Being faithful also means sharing our faith. Not shying away but being wise and being Having enough love for our neighbors and strangers and co-workers to take that little step and that little risk 
and try to bring Jesus, introduce Jesus to them. That's being faithful. And last one, be diligent. Verse 46. We don't have time to sit around and wait. Time is running out. And Jesus is coming back. And I will keep repeating, your life matters. Just because I'm on stage with the mic doesn't mean I'm more important. We're all equal in God's eyes. And the same prayer that I pray, the same prayer that you pray, if you look to Jesus and trust Him, He will answer you. Maybe not the way that you expect, but He will answer you. He will speak to you. And God's no's are just as a blessing as God's yes. But don't waste your life because you have much to offer. In this Christmas, as we enter into the new year, you get ready for Jesus' return and you get ready for the Lord to use you in whatever capacity that He wants to use you. And if you don't know your purpose, we can help you find it. You can meet with us at the back at Next Steps because that's one of the first things that we do. If you like this church and if you like my jokes, you're welcome to be part of this church. You can become a member. Jokes are free. Coffee is free. Salvation is free. And we have wonderful things planned in the next year, but we want to invite you. We're not going to harass you. We're not going to make you sign up for it. But we want to help you discover your purpose. So as Michelle said, we will meet you at the back. If you want to know more about the church, you don't have to commit. You, there's no membership card. Like there's nothing weird. Check, it, check us out. If you like it, then we can go through the next steps, which is just a quick chat and a Zoom uh, call. And then you can decide whether this is a church you want to continue exploring. But I'm just saying all of that so that we can help you discover your purpose and discover your spiritual gifts. We do that. You've gone 30 years wondering what is my purpose. We can tell you that within an hour. Amen? Wow. Jesus is coming back. That should motivate us. That should motivate us. Not, not paralyze us with fear. But we need to be empowered. We need to be doing all that we can to bring people closer to Jesus. And that's our vision. To bring people closer to Jesus. And this Christmas, the best gift that you can give is to introduce somebody to Jesus, to take them out for a meal or take them out for a coffee and share with them the love of Jesus, that God is not an angry God pointing His finger at them, but He's a loving Father who's waiting to embrace them and to make their lives what it's supposed to be. So as we look forward to Christmas and, and wrapping gifts and opening gifts with family and friends and whatever you're planning to do, hopefully you don't plan on getting drunk and waking up next year. Let's examine our hearts. Are we ready? And I'm not asking you to be perfect. All I'm saying is, surrender your life to Jesus. And He will give you the Holy Spirit who will help you to live this life. He will give you supernatural strength. He will open doors that no man can shut. Have you made room for Jesus in your heart? Are you longing for His return? And if today you cannot say a yes, Concretely, if you're not sure, then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And we're going to pray together. And you don't have to leave this place with doubt and fear and wondering if this was your last day. You don't have to be afraid of where you're going to go because there is an afterlife. Afterlife. And we need to make a decision now so that your soul can be eternally secure. Your eternity depends on it. But you can decide right now. Let's rise up. Let's stand together. Worship team, if you can come up.
before we worship God again, I want to ask you two questions. The first question is, you may be a Christian who's gotten distracted and you forgot about the coming king. You're busy doing your life. Now let's, let's pray a prayer of repentance and then I'm going to give you an invitation to welcome Jesus into your heart. So if that's you, you have not been focusing on Jesus' second return. You, fo- you know about the first return, his first coming, but you haven't thought about the second coming. But it's, it's just as important or, or more. So I'm going to ask you to put your hand on your heart. I'm going to say a short prayer. Father God, I give every single person, including myself, Lord, forgive us for being distracted and not giving enough importance on your second coming. The King is coming, and Lord, we want to be taken up with you. So Father, we pray right now, whatever we need to rearrange in our lives, to stay focused on loving you, serving you, serving others, and loving others, help us to do that, God. The good news of Jesus, let us not hold it for ourselves but help us to share it. Just receiving your love, God, let us not keep it to ourselves, but let us share your love with others. God, we want to see more people meet Jesus before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All eyes closed. I want to say one more prayer. All eyes closed. If you've never welcomed Jesus into your heart, if you've never given him permission, you know, Jesus is waiting. He's not a forceful God. He's not going to override your free will because that's how He demonstrates His unconditional love because He's given you free will. But if you've never freely welcomed Him into your heart as Lord and Savior, and today you know that this is the day that God is asking you, my son, my daughter, open the door to me. I want to come into your heart. I want to be the Lord of your life. And you know You have that feeling knowing that this is the day you need to give your life to Christ. Then on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand up. And I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm not going to call you to the front. But I need to know who I'm praying for. Jesus died for your sins. He shed his blood so that he can take away your sin penalty. He rose again on the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave. So that when your life on this earth is done, you can be joined with Him in in eternity, in heaven. Or when He returns in the second coming, you can be taken up and joined with Him. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow might be too late. If that's you, all eyes closed. Nobody's looking at nobody. On the count of three, I want you to put your hand up. Whether it's the first time you're welcoming Jesus into your heart or you're rededicating your life to Christ for the thousandth time. On the count of three, shoot your hand up. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. And we are a church. Nobody struggles alone. Come on, church. You agree with that? Nobody prays alone. Nobody cries alone. We will cry with one another. We will laugh with one another. We will dance with one another. We will carry one another's burden. Amen. So right now, So many people made a decision for Christ. So as a church, we're going to pray together.
Next Level Church, repeat after me right now. Lord Jesus, we welcome you into our hearts. Let's make it personal. Lord, I believe that you are God, that you died for my sins. Today I repent. Lord, I surrender my life to you. My life is no longer my own, but I give it to you. Be my Lord, my Savior, my coming King. Lord, revive me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, can we give a big shout to Jesus? Yeah, let's celebrate. There's a party up in heaven and we're going to worship God together right now.